Now in year number six, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Everybody sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I do hope you'll share it with your friends and family. Cheers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 309 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and I appreciate you tuning in. This is the next episode in my previews for 2024, and in just a moment, I am going to be joined by Deebs, or David Baxter, of the True Bloods podcast as we preview his Sydney Swans for 2024. Now, don't forget, if you are interested in having a local footy club get a shout-out during an upcoming episode, and I have a really interesting connection with this one, uh, purely a coincidence, but I'm pretty glad it turned out the way that it did, and we'll hear more about that during our discussion. Uh, shoot me a note on one of my socials. You can find all of those over, all of those over at my website at yanklonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll get over there and uh, subscribe to the podcast. If you enjoy the show, leave a review. That would be a huge help. And uh, if you want to help out the podcast, of course, you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee button there or check out my Redbubble store page as well. I do hope you'll share the podcast with your friends and family as well. Now, today's club of the episode are the Morumbula Diggers. And they are from the Sapphire Coast Australian Football League. Now, the club plays their home games at the Barambool Oval. And the club was founded back in 1983. And they began play back in 1984. And since their inception, the senior sides won the second most premierships in their comp. I believe it was five, but it might have been six, uh, including back-to-back premierships in 2019 and 2020. Now, the senior men's uh, diggers, they dropped their grand final last year to Naruma, uh, but they're looking to bring the premiership back to the diggers in 2024, and I want to wish them the absolute best of luck. And as you're going to hear, there was an interesting connection with my guest and this club that I had no idea about, and uh, he told me about it afterwards, and he also corrected my pronunciation of the club as well, so I had to go back and... uh, redo the uh, introduction to this so I didn't sound like a complete dork. So let's go ahead and jump into my chat with David Baxter or Deebs from the True Bloods podcast, and I hope you enjoy this, folks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for our Sydney Swans preview for 2024, and uh, I'm thrilled to be joined by David Baxter or Deebs from the True Bloods podcast. And uh, uh, David, uh, you know, had mentioned that he's he's been on a couple of times with my mate uh, Donnie Hess, and uh, Donnie gave me the thumbs up on one of the trivia questions for tonight. So, David, how are you doing today, sir? Going really well, Craig. Thanks for having us on, mate. It's always fun to talk about the Swannies, a big season coming up. And look, I might be a bit rusty, haven't done a podcast for, you know, three or four months now, but mate there's nothing more i love than uh talking swans footy that's that i that is fine i i i apologize that this flag is hanging up behind me over here okay it's just it's actually i mean i i i turned my uh uh, closet in a spare bedroom into my little recording studio so i have a desk in here and my computer set up and uh you know my 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 dead soldier my vegemite dead soldiers up here as well i yes. i got introduced to it about 2 years ago and i've gone through over 2 dozen jars since then absolutely love it 
Yeah, it's good stuff, mate. Yeah. And just for the listeners, Craig, Craig has, you know, the 2022 Premiership poster behind him. And yeah. for us Swan supporters, it is a is a salty touching point. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to move on from that one, mate. We will. And, again, I, I just was pointing it out that this, it's, this is not, you know, I did not go, oh, look at that. I didn't do that at all. Okay? That was no. not that. Not the reason why I asked you here, sir. Okay, I I, have, I actually I actually have a Swans polo polo shirt hanging up in my closet, so that I wear on occasion because I I like I like being able to represent the game. And people ask me who the heck are the Sydney Swans, and you can tell them about it. Yeah, awesome, mate. Yeah. mate we'll uh, we'll take it. Any um, you know, getting the game global, it's great to see. And right, um, right. ambassadors like yourself is great for the game. Well, especially now that the NRL is going to be in the United States playing games that count here very soon. It's uh, it is a um, and by the time this is this is released, the game may have already been you know the games may have already been played over there in Las Vegas where they just played the Super Bowl last week. So it's uh. Yeah, well, finding a, a ground that's big enough to allow them to play a, a footy game, you know, on a legitimate size ground. And we do have a couple new uh, cricket stadiums that have been built here in the U.S. in the last uh, year, year and a half. I don't know if Major League Cricket is ready to share their facilities with uh, with footy, but uh, surely would be a great place for them to consider holding one or two of these games while they're here, even if it's just, you know, some exhibition games just to expose the game to people. Yeah, for sure. I think the the Americans would jump on board with the game. Uh, that there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But it's yeah. uh, funny the NRL being over in Vegas or whatever they're doing, and yeah. then uh, they're actually up in the in the southern states in in New South Wales and Queensland. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they've they've made a, a special opening round while the NRL's over in Vegas. So right, right. Hopefully that plays out well um, for yeah. the Swannies and you know so the northern states. So it's a it's a uh, it's an oval it's an oval ball chess game going on right now where you know where the AFL has decided okay well we'll try to go ahead and uh, and um, you know make some some headway if you will or some some uh, some ground up here in in the uh, rugby area in the country so um, before we dive in and talk about 2024 with the uh, with the Swans I, I guess I have to ask the the, the question that is probably the most obvious and we kind of touched on this a little bit off air uh have you finished the apology tour yet in adelaide have you written all the notes to, to people in adelaide saying i'm sorry it shouldn't have happened it'll never happen again they'll get it right next time have you have you gotten that all done and did you get a discount on all of the stamps from the uh from australia post <laughs> Oh, it's a funny one, Craig. It's a funny one. I was actually at that game over uh -huh. in Adelaide and which is, it's not a great reason why I was there, but my best mate actually plays for the Crows. Um, and it oh. was his sort of retirement send off. Um, his name's Paul Seedsman, um, uh -huh. who, who had some issues with, with concussion and that mm -hmm. type of thing. And he wasn't out there, but it was like his send off um, game, the last home game for the Crows in 2023. Right. Right. And so we, we all sort of know how that game went. It looked like we were home by, you know, we're five, six goals up in that third quarter. And then the, the Crows came storming back into it. There was the controversy with the post. And I just wasn't able to celebrate like I really wanted to, yeah. Craig. It was uh, 
one of those ones where I really wanted to uh, let the let the lid off, as they say, but uh-huh. I had to keep a lid on it because it was my best mate's uh, send off game, and it was uh, I was actually down in the crows' rooms after that oh. game. And, I've never seen uh, scenes like it. They were down in the dumps, that's for sure. So may may I ask, what did you wear to the game at the Adelaide Oval and into the Crows changing room? Yeah, so I was in the, we were in the president's lunch, which was really nice, but yeah, wore neutral colors and okay. I, I wore a scarf, oh. wore a scarf to the game. So I only had the scarf. And then okay. when I went down into the rooms, I... I managed to take the scarf off okay okay that was pro- <laughs> that was probably a really good move on your part and and uh and the, i mean it's i i had and after that it has occurred and i've mentioned this on a you know a couple times on the podcast i said you know while they're not necessarily going to make the the posts taller could they not put on top of them a you know a a light that is just a very you know with a, you know a, a whole bunch of lumens a very bright light shining off of the posts that would basically extend the post you know theoretically but you you'd mm. be able to still see the ball whether it passed on you know that side of the post or not you know the, as the case may be and again this is you know you know it's you know it didn't get reviewed if I'm not mistaken, but you know, maybe they, they, that was one of those things that you go, gosh, they really blew that one. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk about technology at the moment over here in the media with, you know, the chips in the balls and that Mm -hmm. type of thing. It, it seems easily avoidable one with the technology that's out there, but look, I I don't think we'll ever get our game a hundred percent. There's so many different rules, but I, I think it is, you know, the goal line technology is something that's got to get better. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, they haven't necessarily addressed that, but of course now you cannot whistle from the interchange anymore. I did hear that. It's yeah, a funny what, one. What's the, <laughs> there's not more important things than that. I think so. Yeah. I mean, can you, can, are clubs going to go ahead and, and hire people that are, you know, like the best, you know, the a supporter for the club that's the best whistler in their, in their membership group and give them a seat right behind the interchange and just, you know, turn around to now and tell that person to whistle. And they say, it wasn't us. It was him. Yeah. To get their attention. I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just, that seems a little crazy. So, you know, it was a, it was a overall, it was a good year for the club. You know, they, they, uh, they, uh, you know, they, they finished 12 and 12 and 10, you know, with one, uh, you know, one draw, you, you finished in the top eight, you got there, you know, you, um, excuse me, you know, you, uh, you know, you ran into a, you know, a pretty good blue side, you know, lost by just a goal, um, yeah, against them, you know, that, that could have certainly gone either way as well. Uh, but you know, it, it's, you know, getting back to the, to the eight, you know, after having played the grand final the previous year, of course, you know, you, you, you want to try to win the grand final, but you know, at, at least having back-to-back final appearances in that, in that regard is, is a, is a good, is a good thing. And, you know, I think you even go back, uh, you know, prior to that, you know, you're playing, uh, you know, you're playing, you know, finals, I think in 2020, no, 21. Yeah. Yeah. You got you know, a, a elimination final then in 21 also, which, you know, which was at, uh, 
you know, the loss of the Giants. But it's a this is a very good club uh, that that I think could be sneaky good this year because they made some really interesting additions, but they had also a huge loss as well. So before we talk about the the additions to the club, you know, we we have to, you know, we have to talk about the fact that number 23 is no longer there. And you know, that's a that's a huge hole in in the list. Even if he was not, you know, buddy of of even three or four years ago, that still is a huge, huge loss for the club. Yeah, there's no doubt, Craig, that the, you know, you're never going to feel the absence of Buddy Franklin. He was an absolute immortal of the game. And, I, you know, you can't even count the amount of times that he even, you know, he put the Hawks or the Swans on, on his shoulders and, mm-hmm. you know, won games a footy off his own boot. But in saying that, especially the last two or three seasons when, you know, his body hasn't been like it was and, you know, he's had a few, um, you know, issues with the rig. It's um, going to, you know, present opportunity to guys um, in that forward line to be able to develop. And I don't think they would have developed if um, Buddy was still there. But I think we even saw it when Buddy retired, you know, after round 16 or 17 Mm-hmm. Um, last year, we saw Hayden McLean come into his own. I think if we can get Joel Armadi fit mm-hmm. as well, they're going to be the two focal points there. And then hopefully that leaves Logan McDonald to really prosper. He's probably got the most talent of those three. And I think if we can get him playing the sort of up and run back forward and not the key focal point in that forward line. Um, I think that's going to go a long way to our forward line being successful this year. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Marty has looked like, you know, and again, he's had hamstring issues, uh, but it's, uh, you know, when he's healthy and, and when he was, and, and, and again, this is, you know, as you mentioned the last couple of years with buddy, you know, his, he's kind of begun to break down. And, and again, I, I, you know, I still find it amazing that I can sit here as somebody who is, is 60 years old and talk about somebody who's in their mid thirties breaking down. I mean, how, how I can do that with a straight face, you know, knowing the aches and pains that I have, shut up. You don't know. Well, Craig, Craig, I'm only only 30 mate and my body's breaking down. So I I can relate. Yeah. It's (laughs) uh, I mean, I I've dropped in the last two and a half years, I've dropped uh, 75 plus kilos. So it's, uh, yeah, mate. Well done. So it's uh it's been it's all the Vegemite. That's that's yeah. what's done it. Yeah. But um, you know, it's you know, Marty, I think, you know, we saw some really good things out of him when he was healthy and when he got the opportunity. And 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 I think you, you know, you've got you've got some some great players to plug into those spots, and now they're gonna have to they're they're gonna realize that, you know, he's no longer looking over their shoulder. It's no longer the, you know, well, if you, if you scuffle, you know, over these couple of games where he, while he's getting healthy, you're, you're going back down and playing, you know, in the twos next week, because he's coming back in. No, he's not there now. You're, you're in the ones. There are other people in the twos who are learning the craft to maybe replace you in a few years, but not right now. Yeah. I think it was, uh, it's even nearly a subconscious thing when you've got 
Buddy Franklin in your side and you know you're a you're a half forward or a midfielder and you look up and the presence of the great man Buddy Franklin is in front of you it, mm-hmm. it just, he just drew the footy his whole career and without him there it's you know the footy's got to go somewhere else and hopefully those guys can come into their own you talk about Joel Armati he he's just a power player that he was just renowned last year you know for starting games like a house on fire and we know how important a good start is in footy and to get up by a few goals and Joel Armati really provided that in a few games and I think the boys even saw I think it was against the Gold Coast where he was subbed off just after half time and he got three Brownlow votes and you saw the the <laughs> coverage on the Brownlow with all the yeah. boys at the table having a bit of a laugh but um, yeah, he he's one who could provide, um, you know, that target. And it, look, if we can get, you know, your your thirty to forty goals out of Joel Armadi or Hayden McLean, that's where we are uh, make improvements this year. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, I I fully expect this side to be a top eight side again this year, and and not have to find their way in the way that happened last year. I think they'll, they'll, they'll win it and they won't, there won't be controversy behind it. If you will. Yeah, I, I think uh, the biggest difference this year compared to last year is at this time sitting here in February, you know, your preseason's well and truly underway. Mm-hmm. I think we had 25 fit of a possible 40 last year, training on the track, getting them K's into the legs this year. It's the complete reverse. I think we've got 40 of 42 players available. Everyone's up and firing. Um, A healthy list is what it takes to win premierships. And you've got to maintain that throughout the year as well. But you really want to start the year with a healthy list as well. Obviously, the key injury of uh, Keller Mills won't be back till sort of rounds 8 to 12 is um, the word on the street. Mm -hmm. But, you know, bar Millsy, I think we're, you know, nearly running at full capacity. And that's, and, you know, and it's, and your club at full capacity is, is one that nobody really wants to deal with. Um, yeah. And you brought in, you brought in, you know, a couple of magpie or magpie adjacent players, if you, if you will, this year, uh, you know, and Taylor Adams coming in and, you know, you, you, you feel bad for Taylor Adams missing out on the grand final last year. I guess technically we could say you you feel bad for Brody Grundy missing out on the grand final last year also after the interesting year he had with Melbourne. But, you know, Adams is just a, is another hard-nosed body to put into that midfield with, with your club that I think is just going to, is going to, you know, it's going to help to leave your opponents just a little bit more bruised than, than they had been because, you know, it, it's a pretty tough group of guys that are, that are in that midfield there. But um, are you, are you excited about the Brody Grundy acquisition? Cause you know, you were able to kind of buy him low, if you will. Yeah. Oh, there, there, there's no doubt. I think what was it a second and a third rounder um, mm-hmm. for Brody Grundy. And if you get him into some 2018, 19 form that we saw with the pies, mm-hmm. it complete, completely changes the, the dynamic of our midfield. It's been a, a huge, huge issue, even in the, you know, the 20 making the 2022 granny, our contested ball in the middle is one of our main issues. And look, everyone, every team's got a different style of footy, 
but mm-hmm. ours sort of over the last five or six years has really turned into a precise ball movement, nearly sort of slingshot footy off half back. But pre that we were known as the inside bulls and contested footy and that type of thing, but we've really made a shift and that's where our issues have been um, in the last couple of years, probably not being able to go with those top sides is in the middle. But if we, and we say it on the podcast all the time, if we can just break even in the middle with contested footy, our ball movement is going to win us games. But having Brody Grundy in there, a class A tap Ruckman at his best, right, and right. Taylor Adams, an inside ball, the, the addition of those twos is going, completely going to change the makeup of our midfield. And if we can start to even win some contested ball numbers in the middle, I think that's key to us going well this year. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. And it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a setup that, that, you know, again, you know, I think, I think Grundy is going to, is going to relish the opportunity to, to be the guy in the ruck position because, you know, I, you know, they, you know, Melbourne, I, I don't necessarily blame Melbourne for trying to recreate the the gone Jackson pairing, but you know Luke Jackson and, and Brody Grundy are not the same type player. You know they 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 do different things, and uh, you know you could you could make an argument that that maybe you know Melbourne should have left you know Grundy in the ruck position and started to just slide gone forward a little bit more and, you know, and, and make him another option, you know, in the forward structure for them, because, you know, they, they were sometimes scrambling to find somebody that could kick goals for them. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think he's, you know, on the, on the end of a, you know, a a funny situation, but I think he's going to find his home at Sydney and, you know, he's 30 and we know Ruckman's can come into their peak in these two mm-hmm. or three years. Yep. So, you know, ho- hopefully he just thrives, gets his footy right, gets his life, personal life right up there. Um, I think he's newly engaged, you know, moving your life up there. It's a big change, but yeah. hopefully it all starts to click for Broads and, you know, we, we see, um, you know, the player that we want to see. So besides the two of them, who are you, who are you most excited about coming into the club that, uh, that was not with you in 2023 who who's who has piqued your interest yeah so we got james jordan for nothing um from the d's as well mm-hmm. which he i think his um addition to the club has sort of flown under the radar a little bit uh that we spoke about the the inside um contested footy issues we've had in the past couple of years i think james jordan everyone sort of sees him as a wingman I think we might see him playing a lot of on-ball time and, you know, a bit of, no, I wouldn't say contested ball, but the, the ability to win his own footy in there, uh, his addition is going to fly under the radar and I think you'll see him playing a lot of midfield time for the Swannies. Yeah, and, and again, he's somebody, you know, and he's only, tw- he's only 23. You know, he's, this is not a, uh, this is not a, a, an old player. And again, yeah, I'm, and let's be honest, Buddy Franklin to me was not an old player either. Uh, but I mean, I was, I was his age a quarter century ago and, uh, and I feel better now than I did, uh, 15 years ago. So 20 years ago, but you know, and again, you, you pick him up for nothing. So you, you, if nothing else, you've got some depth that you brought into the side that if there's, you know, if there is an injury here or there, you've got somebody who's played 
you know, who's played, you know, 65 games in, in three seasons who can come in and, and knows the game has got some experience at the, at the highest levels, you know, so that, that's, that in and of itself is, is I think a, a huge bonus. Um, you know, and again, I'm not very familiar with, you know, the draft picks for most of the clubs. I mean, even the, even the, the Geelong, you know, I'm still reading up on some of those folks, but uh, you know, that they brought in, but it's uh you know, I, 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 I do feel bad. You know, I, I, I feel bad that Patty McCartan ended up going out the way that he went out, you know, and I, I keep my fingers crossed that there's not going to be anything that is lasting from these injuries. Cause I know he had had some serious issues over the last few years before you came back and, and gave it another, another try. Um, you know, like I said, I hope nothing's going on. And you know, and, you know, Tom Hickey stepping away is a is another huge loss for the club. Um, you know, but I think you did okay replacing him. I think I think you'll be all right with uh, who you've plugged into that spot. Um, yeah, f- for sure, Craig. Yeah. It's uh, the the loss of Paddy McCartan early last year was you know underplayed so much, especially with probably the the media coverage. You know, you've got to go looking for your media media coverage, and we just don't get much of it in the Melbourne media. Obviously, AFL is is the number one game down in Victoria, and yeah, it's the Swannies sort of get lost a little bit um, in that mainstream media a lot of the time. And the and the loss of Paddy McCartan was huge. He was pivotal to our success in 2022. Right, right. Um, and and the loss of him was, was massive, and with having injuries all throughout, you know, the first 10 to 15 games last year. Um, yeah, it was hard to sort of get that, you know, back six up and firing, but, and, and, you know, Rampy was in and out last year as well. And I think hopefully uh, that, that back six can get fit. And, you know, we added Joel Hamling from Frio previously um, with the dogs before that he had some great depth um, along with sort of him and Malikin will probably be competing for a spot in that back six um, with sort of Tom McCartan being the man, main man back there. But yeah, it's a, you know, that your game is built on defense at the end of the day. And if we can, um, you know, get that back six up and firing, that's key to success as well. Yeah. It's, and uh, yeah, I, I think that, I think that the, the weapons up forward will develop um for you there may, there may be some growing pains as they as they start to establish themselves but i think you know after the first you know half dozen rounds or so i think i think you guys are going to have a, a a really really scary side to compete with and it's going to be you know it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough team for anybody to beat head yeah, it's dead set stacked up there craig it's you look at last year, scoring definitely wasn't a problem. We must have been in the top five or six scoring sides in the competition, even with those young guys up there. But then you, you got the likes of Tommy Papley, Isaac Heaney. Um, you know, you slot those guys in as well. And, you know, right. it's a pivotal force up there. It's it's a stacked side. And with the new added depth and the guys we've got in, if we if we can get it all up and firing, as, as I think we can, it's, um, you know, my sort of expectations – point to top four 
but yeah, yeah, um, you know that oh. sets you up for for disappointment. Thinking um, you're expecting your side to go really well, but I don't think there's any reason why we can't perform. Well, I I will tell you off air, um, but I I have I have one of the top eight sides falling out of the eight, and uh, actually I have one of the top four sides falling out of the eight in my in my ladder prediction for this year and i'll tell you about it off air because i i don't want i've told people about this and and actually when i did the interview the preview episode with the supporter of that club and i mentioned to that them that after we finished up they were they kind of concurred they said yeah i will not be shocked if that happens so you know we'll well, that, we shall interesting see. we shall interesting see. to hear if it's um the same club i'm thinking about who won a flag in 2021 um <laughs> i think we're all thinking the same thing but I, anyway. yes well we just we just and only one club won the flag in 2021 and that is who <laughs> i was thinking as well so yep. you are yeah <laughs> you are exactly right i i just i have a funny feeling that they're going to fall out of the eight um, and uh, which means that a lot of people that, that I talk to online are going to no longer talk to me, but, uh, Hey, Chris, Chris Pepper from lace out podcast, uh, who's a mad D supporter, uh, thought it might be, that might be happening as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you talked about, you know, you're thinking this club is the one that could look like a top four side, but what are the things that, that you're going to you know if if you see them and you don't want to see them but if you see them you're going to go okay things are not going the way i was hoping this year what are the what are the things that you're going to if you if you see them you're going to go this needs to get fixed really quickly yeah i, I touched on it before but it, it's in that midfield mm-hmm. uh we we just lost way too many battles in that in that midfield yes, you did. And, and conceded too many inside fifties. And I think we saw that in that final against Carlton that eventually the sort of the dam wall broke. And when we, when we had to make a run for it, you know, being still down by two or three goals after battling so hard to get back in that game mm-hmm. with the, the, we just weren't there um, enough in that midfield battled and, and conceded too many inside fifties. So that that's going to be the key indicator early on, but I'm I'm very conscious of not reading into sort of the first eight rounds too much either. Yeah, I really sort of start to make up my mind, you know, getting to the halfway point in the season, and we even saw it last year. It looked like we were going to be nowhere, um, but there were clear reasons for that. With you know not having your best side out on the park, people see. It is an excuse, but in reality, if you don't have your best players out there, it's very hard to perform. So yeah, yeah you, look, you started out the year three and six, oh, and you yeah. know, and you played finals. I mean, that's that is that's an impressive turnaround. You know, uh, you know, finishing up, you know, winning, what two, four, six out of the last seven games, to yeah. get yourself into the finals. I mean, that's you know that that is an impressive. Uh, run home. I mean, it's yeah. You you, you can't you, you can't fault the club for for that. And I and I think that that was a you know it was a great it was a great sprint to the finals for them. And again, as you said, they didn't get over the they didn't get over the hump with with Carlton. But it's they yeah they 
you know, a couple stumbles here and there, you know, you had a, you know, two point win against the bombers. I mean, you know, that could have gone the other way. You, know, you had you know, a Marty kicking four goals in that one. I mean, it's, uh, I remember that game. That was, I remember watching that one and, and just seeing him, you know, tear it up that, that, that round. Yeah. But, um, you know, cause I, yeah, think, I, think, he, I think he had those, four, those four goals, I think in either the first quarter or the first half. Yeah, as, as I said, he, he started games like yeah. a house on fire multiple times last year. But I think if you look at it realistically last year, you know, we pinched that game against the Kangas uh, with that controversial interchange free kick. Um, we were up in that Bombers game. I think we were the better side, but they came hard at us at the end. And mm -hmm. last quarter fade outs were a big thing last year too. We sort of put the cue in the rack a little bit too often and teams came back and won. You know, we saw it against the Giants last year. They beat us on the SCG. Um, and I don't think it was a fitness thing. I think it was a mindset thing. And if we can get that type of stuff right too, um, that goes a long way to you being successful as well. But yeah, it, it's pretty key to be playing the right brand of footy with the right mindset and, um, you know, put it, put in the, the, the foot on the throat when you're up by a sort of three or four goals and turn it into that five or six goal lead. And then, um, you know, you, you're going to win a lot more games of footy. Yeah. And I know you said you don't really worry a whole lot about the first, you know, six or eight rounds but you know they they you've kind of got a bit of a mixed bag when it comes to the first five you know you got you start off with melbourne collingwood and then you've got you know essendon who are you know let's let's be honest essendon there's a reason essendon begins with the same same letter of the alphabet as enigma because it's <laughs> kind of what they are because you know you don't know what you're going to get from this club you know it's and they're, then they're renowned for being the May premiers. Uh, that, that's yeah. for sure. They, they they start seasons like House on Fire and and then fade out. But the the competition's so bloody even that yes. if you're off a couple of percent, you don't win those games of footy, Craig. It's, yeah. it's as yeah. simple as that. Yeah, I mean, I could realistically, I think you could make an argument that maybe fourteen or possibly fifteen clubs could make the eight yeah yeah no, i agree with that you know and i and some of them are well of course they're not going to make it but you know some of them they're 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 shot at making that is extraordinarily minuscule but it's still there's still the talent is there for a lot of these clubs to possibly find their way and you know, even richmond who is you know i did the richmond interview earlier tonight and we were talking about how on their own website they even talk about it being a transition period for the club yeah. This is a this is a club that still could you know has enough talent on it that could transition themselves into you know a spot in you know the you know sixth seventh or eighth or so if the chips fall the, in the right places for them. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, set up. I wouldn't mind my club uh, calling it a transition period if we won three flags in four years either. It could yeah, be a transition period for the next ten years. I wouldn't care. <laughs> Well, until it got to be about year eight, then you'd then you'd start caring a little bit then. But you, yeah, you'd want it, you'd want to see it, you know, getting turned around there, you know. But you know, um, you know, if we're looking at you know at the uh, the the club, you know, what what is something that you have as a, you know, I'm going to plant my flag and make this bold prediction about the Swans this year, and other people are going to kind of go, whoa. 
okay, that's a that's a big deal there. I didn't, you know, that's that's a pretty gutsy thing to say. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I, I said it before. I, I see us as a top four side, and if we weren't top four this mm-hmm. year, I would nearly. I can't say I'd put it on on just this year, but in the next two years, if we didn't finish top four, it would be a, a dead set disaster. Okay, that's what I that's okay. what I'd say. All right. So, who else are you seeing? You know, if you're 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 putting your club in the four, and they and they certainly certainly can be there. Yep. Who else do you see in the four, the top four this year? Yeah, look, I think. Collingwood probably only improve as mm-hmm. well. Um, they're going to be the chased ones. They were the best side all year last year. But in saying that, Brisbane were in a within a kick of winning yeah. a flag as yeah. well. Um, you know, when you when you're up by a few points, five minutes to go in a granny, you're a quality side, and they've just got such an advantage up at home. They play so well up at the Gabba. So I see those two, and then that sort of third and fourth spot this year is really up for grabs really up for grabs, but um, it, it's hard to say who I would um, have in there. I, I think the the cats are still shot. Unfortunately, I think they invested, um, you know, hugely into those experienced players and it played mm-hmm. off, paid off, I should say. Um, yeah. But look, the blues could be up there as well. If they keep everyone um, out on the park, Crips, Welsh, Chera, um, Walsh, I should say, um, that, that midfield group's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, and are, you know, the, and the, and the power forwards they got in Kerr now, um, and Mackay, um, that they're very hard to stop. So that they're probably the, the teams I see in that top four bracket. Okay. So when the, uh, when the final horn of the, the Swans final game sounds this year and i don't know what round that's going to be in whether it's going to be in uh you know early or late september um what is the headline in the sydney herald going to say about the swans for 2024 uh logan mcdonald fulfills his potential and leads the swans to a flag okay Okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. That's uh that is that's a that's a good one. I, and I and I I yeah, I I am afraid to I'm afraid to tip anybody for the Brownlow or for the uh Coleman anymore because the last couple of years every every time I tip somebody for one of those they end up getting hurt. So I I, <laughs> I started joking with people telling them that you know, you know their club needs to send me uh send me some gear in in the mail to, you know so I don't pick somebody from their club because last year it was Todd Marshall and Tuke Miller. Yeah. You know, and, injured, yeah. 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 So um you know you mentioned off air, you know, because I I was telling you that yeah you, you helped me with the pronunciation of it because I absolutely butchered it. Um you know the uh I, I give the local the local uh, local footy club a shout out at the beginning of every episode and I uh I um did not pronounce the Morambula diggers properly so i'm gonna when when you hear this it will be correct but when i originally recorded it i butchered it badly and the, the, uh you know marimbula diggers. yes i called it marimbula so i i got it really wrong there so 
but you said it was kind of interesting that that I had even selected that club because I did it at random without having consulted you at all. And and you said you had a connection to that club. I do. It's uh, I've got some family who live in Marimbula, and my uncle, my uncle Pala, played three hundred games for the Marimbula Diggers and couple of best and fairest and that type of thing, bit of a club legend up there. So it's, yeah, it's crazy how the world works. And, um, but yeah, it's a really nice part of, um, part of Australia mm-hmm. up there, you know, Marimbula, Pambula, um, great right on the beach there. It's, it's fantastic. I've been going up there all my life and yeah, it's just, it's funny that you, you give it the shout out to the Marimbula diggers. It's um yeah, it's great. Yeah. I, I was, that's, Two out of the two out of the three today that I that I I found a connection that I didn't realize there was a connection. For those of you who didn't listen to the Richmond preview, um, the club that I selected actually turned out to be one that uh, Adam Uze had had played on when he was a, a younger player. So I, I I found it random. You know, I, I did not did not know that he had played there. But um, do you see anybody? that's in the that was in the eight in 2023 that is going to tumble out of the eight is there somebody that you think does not have the uh what it takes to to maintain a top eight spot that they had last year yeah look i would hope <laughs> nah, hope's a little bit too strong but uh the melbourne footy club losing going out in straight sets two years in a row with the Mm -hmm. talent they've got on their list. Uh, You know, it's how, how long can you keep competing at the top? Um, You only get the, a few chances at it. So um, I think the D's could slide out potentially. Um, Who who else made it? Giants made a prelim. I think potentially the Giants too could go backwards. Um, It's, they're, they're always a little bit hit and miss and, mm-hmm. you know, they had the new coach last year and he, I think he might really find out, um, you know, what coaching's about this year. Of course. Uh, they're, they're, they're I, 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 I think that the other, that the players with the giants might be afraid that their, you know, their, their coach could, you know, put them in a bear hug and choke them out. I mean, I think does, does he, does he actually, uh, when they're doing the cleaning at the end of games at Giant Stadium, does he just go up, go over and lift up the corners of the stadium so they can sweep under it? Is that how is that how he does that? Because he's just he's absolutely ripped. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't follow the Giants <laughs> too closely. That's no, for sure, I know, but, but he's got um, he's definitely got some pipes on him. That's yes, he point. does. Yes, he does. So, so, um, before we wrap up, are you ready for some Swans trivia? I'll do my best, Craig. Okay, it's, well. Uh, We'll see how it goes. Okay. I have a handful of questions here for you. I have one that I'm one that I'm very excited to ask you. Cause I think it's, I, I, I it may be a tough question, but I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'll, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I found it. Cause I didn't even, I had no idea about it. Okay. So, yeah. all right. The, the first one, these six swans, all of who played at least 20 games in 2023, Averaged over twenty disposals per game. Oh, how many six? Mm-hmm. So we would have Errol Goulden. There you go. Uh, Jake Lloyd. That's two. Twenty games. Oh, I don't know if Chad played twenty. I don't think he did. 
Would that Who's... be Chad? Would that be Chad Warner? Chad Warner. Yeah, that's who I was going to go with. He did. That's three. That's three. Over twenty posies. Luke Parker. That's four. Um. Nah, I'm not. Let me look at the list. If I get the list up, I'll be. I might be able to get it. Uh, oh, did roll. Rowie, James Rowbottom. He did not. No, nah, he would have just been under. Millsy. Callum Mills is the fifth one. You have one more. One more. Oh, jeez. I've already said Parker, haven't I? You did. Yeah, you did say Luke Parker. Yep. Yeah. Um, Ollie Florent? No. Nah. I'm not, I think you've got me there. I'm not too sure. Nick Blakey. Nick Blakey, of course. Of course. Jeez, <laughs> he, had, he, he had a great year. Mm-hmm. The yep. Lizard. Yep. All right. Sure. If they stay healthy, these two, these two swans should reach their milestone 300th and 250th game respectfully this year. Uh, Luke Parker? Mm-hmm. So that'll be his 300th. Yep. I think, uh, I, think he's at, I think he's at 288, I think. Something right around there. And Rampy? Rampy's the other one, yep. yep. There we go. Done all right there. Ramp, Rampy's, at two, Rampy's at 230 and Parker's at 283. Nice. Yep. All right. This player who played 15 games last year averaged and led the club averaging over nine one percenters per game. Robottom. Nope. No. Nine one percenters. Tom McCartan. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yep. These these two players led the club, spending each of them spending more than eighty eight percent time on ground. I nearly want to say Rampy again. That's one of them. Yeah. Um, a lot of time on field. Not. Mm. And, and this this one is actually surprising because he's listed. You know, this has typically been a midfielder, and he is not listed as a mid. Or excuse me, he's not. He's a defender, and he's not listed as a defender. He's listed as a midfielder on there. Jake Lloyd. Mm -mm. Not Blakey. I'm not too sure. Errol Golden. Errol Goulden. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So that just, that just shows his fitness to be able to be yeah. out there for that long. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah. All right. This this player who played 23 games had the lowest disposal efficiency in 2023 at 63%. How many games he played? 23. He played 23. Jesus. Um, butcher by foot. Uh, <laughs> I know Errol had some bad games. I nearly want to say him, but no, nah, I'm not too sure to be honest. Tom Papley. Paps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And sixty-three percent. Sixty-three percent is one of the higher low numbers. Higher end. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. 
I mean, there have been some other clubs that have had some numbers that were down in the in the low 50s or high 40s. So 63% is your lowest. That's not so bad. That's not You're bad going at all. okay. Yeah, nope. that's a good one. So these three players all kicked at least 30 goals for the Swans last year. Yeah. You're going to get this one easy. <laughs> I'm shocking with these. Um, 30. So Papley would have kicked 30. Uh-huh. 37. Uh, I think Logan kicked yep, 30 last year. Mm-hmm. And the third one kicked 30. Is it McLean or Heaney? Isaac Heaney, yep, yeah. is the third one. Yep. There yep. you go. All right. Um, who led the club in meters gained with over 554 meters gained per game? One of two. I'd say Errol Golden, though. There you go. You're right. You're right. Yep. Okay. This is the question I've been looking forward to asking you here. All right. <laughs> here we okay. go. Besides Buddy Franklin or after Buddy Franklin, who was the oldest player to play a game for the Swans in the 21st century? Oldest player in the 21st century. Uh huh. But after Buddy Franklin. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of like age, Buddy was the oldest. Who was the next oldest? Next oldest. Yes. Oh, geez. Um, and he is not behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 21st century. So oh, Plugger made a comeback. Was it Plugger? Oh, that's such a hug. It's funny. You don't even look at ages like that. Yeah. Can it go? I need a clue. You don't need a clue. You got it right. Go plugger. Come <laughs> on. Let's go. You don't need a I clue. Don't... You got it right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, he came back because he stopped, he retired in 99 and came back and played mm. three games in 2002. Yeah. I yeah. That's what I was thinking is that um... was, that was impressive. That was, you know, <laughs> You, you you struggled with you know you you had a couple you weren't sure about there but you, you got that one and that was I, honestly that may be the toughest question I have ever asked in one of these you because know, I because I, I like to go into the uh, um, that that website that has all of the stats in it uh, the uh, AFL tables AFL, AFL tables like yeah. Yeah, I love to I love to go poking around in there, and I like to look at you know oldest and youngest and uh, and that sort of thing. And it just I saw that and I was like, gosh, I thought he was I thought he was you know much older than that. And it was like, uh, okay, that looks like a good one because I mean I I would you know, I looked at like who was the young you know you know when I look at like who was the oldest to debut. I don't want to find somebody who you know when they when I say debut, I mean it's like their first game. With, yeah. you know, as a player, not like they came over from, you know, another club and started really debuting fun. with them. You know, it's, you know, so, but yeah, that was, that was a, uh, I, I am absolutely impressed there on that one. You should, you should be, I am, I'm going <laughs> to applaud you on that one because I, I didn't think you were going to get it. Um, now. Yeah. All right, well, you know, like, Plugger, Plugger 1300, he bought out this video when he kicked his um, 1300th goal. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I've watched it a few times, mate, so it's always uh, 
strong in the mind. And yeah, that comeback, it's funny. I remember seeing pictures of him playing at what is now Marvel Stadium. Yeah. Um, and seeing Plugger out there in, you know, the modern times, that's just sort of, you know, what, what jogged the memory. But yep. yeah, good, good get. That was a good one. That was a good one. So before we go, we need to talk about your show. Where can people find True Bloods? Uh, have you guys started with new episodes for 2024 yet? If not, when are they coming back and what can they expect? Yeah, so True Bloods podcast, we're on your Instagrams, we're on your Facebooks. That's a little bit of a, a tagline that we have going on the show, Craig. But okay. we're on all your social medias. Uh, we haven't come back um, this year yet. We, it will either be next week or the week after. We'll be cracking back into it. But okay. Yeah, um, Instagram and, and Facebook are you two there. And then our podcast is um, out on Apple and Spotify and all good podcast um, providers. So it's always tough for an interstate supporter um, getting, you know, the coverage on your footy mm -hmm. side. So that's why we do it. We like to bring the content to the fans. Um, and, you know, if we can give Swanee supporters, you know, an hour a week, of some what we like to call good footy content, the GFC, yeah. Craig. Um, that's what we try to do, mate. So to any Swan supporters, jump over, give us a like, give us a follow, a subscribe, and we um, appreciate a, a lot. Well, and and you and you would love to have you know supporters of of just footy in general tune in, not just Swan supporters. I mean, you you know, you know, especially if you have clubs that you're going to be playing, you know, that week leading up to it, or you know, review reviewing the game, you you certainly want them to tune in and check it out and, and see what you're all about. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, mate. It, it would be a, an hour would be a long listen for a, a non-Swan supporter, but yeah, we, we jump into, um, you know, a bit of analysis, um, the, you know, the preview of the upcoming game, the review of the game just gone. And we like to get our listeners involved in the show as well, sending through voice notes, that type of thing. Okay. Um, and yeah, get, get them involved in what we do. Cause at the end of the day, that's what we're doing it for is yeah, for the absolutely. supporters. Absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, that's, I, I can honestly say that I, I, I talk to more people that live in Australia than I do that live on my own street. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, most assuredly do. And it, it's, uh, and I've lived on this street now for 27, 28 years, something like that. And I, I know I talk to more people that live in your country than I do that live within, you know, a dozen or so houses along my street. So for sure. Yeah. Well, Hey man, it is going to be a great year. I think for the swans again this year, I, uh, I expect wonderful things from them and, uh, it should be, should be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, if the youngsters figure things out and the midfield comes together the way you're hoping, it could be, it could be a really, really fun September for the, uh, for the red and white. And, uh, it's a good time to be a Swan supporter. Yeah. There haven't been too many times as you would know, um, Craig being a Geelong supporter, very similar, you know, last 20, 25 years. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a great club to support. We're always giving it a crack and, if uh, everything can sort of come together, there's a few moving parts that right, right. need to come together next year, new parts as such. Uh, but if, yeah, that all sort of starts to happen, um, there's no reason why we can't um, threaten, you know, in that last weekend in September. But yeah, 
we, we both know how hard it is to make a grand final and there's so much work to go into it before then and a lot of things have to go right. But fingers crossed um, for the Swannies this year, mate. Yep, I, I think they're going to be a heck of a lot of fun to watch. I did have the uh, little practice match between Richmond and uh, the D's on the, the computer a little bit while I was working on some notes earlier tonight. So um, looking forward to seeing some actual footy going on and sharing it with my kids at, the, at school before the school day begins and hopefully get a couple of them hooked on the game as well. Yeah, for sure, mate. Yep. But um, yeah, thanks very much for having us on, mate. You bet. Uh, you bet. Absolutely my pleasure. Appreciate you covering the game and getting us on and we'll give you a share on our socials, mate, but um, Sounds good. appreciate you appreciate jumping, uh, getting us on. And I will do that as well then. Cheers. All right, David. Hey, thanks so very much for uh, sitting down to chat with me. Uh, we got that started a little bit earlier than uh, we had scheduled. That worked out great for me because I'm going to be up early tomorrow to sit down with the guys in the Collingwood rant and they're going to rant at me and it's richly deserved. Uh, so if you haven't uh, heard about that last year, I did not even tip the Magpies to be in the eight. So I'm going to give them some time to uh, basically read me the riot act, if you will, for my screw up. Okay. Now, folks, remember, you can find everything about the podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can leave a review over there if you enjoy the show. You can get on the mailing list so that when new episodes come out, they'll be in your inbox very, very quickly after the episode's released. If you want to help out the podcast, you can do that by going to my uh, Redbubble store page or clicking on that buy me a coffee button and uh, helping to support the podcast that way if you'd like to do so. And it'd be great if you would uh, and to help to defray some of the costs. Uh, as many of you know, this is a one-man operation and you're listening to him. So folks, I do appreciate all the kind words from everybody. Look out for one another. Reach out to your friends. If you need to talk to somebody, those numbers are always listed in the show notes of every single episode of the podcast. Please do not hesitate to reach out and talk to somebody if you need to do so. Okay. Again, thanks for the kind words and the support. Please share the podcast with your friends and family. And as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. And this has been episode 309 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yankoderscoron on Twitter or X or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram or Facebook or at a yank on the footy on uh, Instagram, I believe as well. Actually, in, yeah, Instagram is a yank on the footy. And then on LinkedIn, you can find my name, Craig Wessels, as well. So thanks for listening. Give it a share and check out some of the other preview episodes because we're having some great discussions, a lot of laughs. Some great trivia results as well. And I have to tell you, I was very impressed with David getting that question. Cheers, everybody. Until next time.